Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, Johnny, could you tell me about Car and Classic while being attacked by ducks? Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. And now they do online auctions where you can get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. And all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. Excellent. Thanks. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car & Classic. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things live. <laughs> Ooh. Love you. <laughs> Thank you. That was, that was very nice. Thanks for the whistling, particularly. That was that was excellent. Before we start talking utter shite, yes. I must say thank you to the Car Barn for hosting us. Yes. In what is a warm, very wedding-ish marquee. We have a chandelier over our heads. Yep. And we're sitting in an oversized throne. I think it's a throne. It's a velour throne. Though, it's so. a velour throne. <laughs> so it's the best yeah. kind of throne. And, uh, Someone so skinned an Austin ambassador to make this throne, so it's nice. So I wanted, I wanted to say thank you to them before we kick off. Um, because it, it's actually beginning to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> on that side of things. Because it's, there is real snow on the ground outside. And there's yeah. a lot of, I don't know, near misses that have taken place in the last hour. It's been hairy. In the car park. Uh, yes, there's there's definitely been some there's been some slithering. Yeah, and we saw. I forgot to say, was there's a man here who's got a five series estate, uh, who has a, a sort of four mile an hour oversteer incident in the car park. We, 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 if, if, it, if you know who you are, we did see it. You caught it. Yeah, it didn't cuff. You You're know, it's the worst thing you could possibly do. It's like cuff someone's Peugeot. <laughs> really embarrassing accident. And then a gentleman uh, with a DB9 who was having a horrible time. On, on what appeared to be cut slicks, yeah, trying to get around the corner into the I've car. Never, park. I've never helped to park a DB9 on sheet ice <laughs> while, by push by pushing the back end into the curb, not actually colliding with the curb, but just mm. as he just gently massages the throttle. That was a new one on me. I so, that. Uh, thank you to everyone here for making the effort on on this snowy evening um, to come out and. Uh, it's almost like our Christmas works party. It is. Well, it's I don't have any friends or many colleagues apart from Lisa at the back, who I want to say a big thank you for tolerating me <laughs> this year. And um, uh, that's it. So we don't have a works do. This is, this is our works This do. is it. So More I'll be photocopying my genitals later. Yeah. And, uh, and no, photocopying's a bit old school. I'll just borrow someone's phone well, and take Email your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I've created a spreadsheet of my genitals. Yes, yeah. No, I won't do that. I no. won't do that. I believe, I'll just say, oh, that's a, it's an interesting gear shifter from an 80s sports car. That's not what mm. you think it is. It's just skin coloured. So, I have a question for you. And the question is this. Why don't old people drive faster? <laughs> what? Because, well, it because they're, uh, they're not confident anymore. But what have they got to lose? <laughs> 
this is my question. I was behind an elderly couple in a C3 Picasso yesterday, doing yeah. 28 miles an hour in a 40 zone. Oh, in a 40? And it was quite frustrating. It was yeah. very hard to overtake, so I sat behind them, and I was suddenly like, why aren't they going faster? If you get caught, you're going to get points on your license. Which one? Well, you get low insurance anyway, because you're 94. So it doesn't matter. If you get into a horrific accident, well, you're 94. You're on your way out anyway. When you say horrific. Live a little. What have you got to lose? This is why I don't understand. Why don't old people just drive like absolute arsewits? Because they could. That's an amazing idea. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start suggesting it. If, you, if you're seeing your grandparents this Christmas, if they're still with us, then um, why not gently encourage yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, pop home and for Christmas, instead of getting them a tea towel or a National Trust Get them a remap. A really, a really like, <laughs> like, get them a really like, you know, hairy remap. Yeah. And they won't know. Yeah. They'll go, the car's definitely not right. It's not as it was. What, what, what and, and remind me again, what, what does cup twos mean? <laughs> you go, well, <laughs> it's going to work very well with this air filter that I've got here. <laughs> and, and what are they called? Those um, emerald, emerald Oh, boxes. an emerald, yeah. But I genuinely don't understand. I suddenly thought it just came to me while I was grinding my teeth behind this frigging Picasso. I was like, all bets are off here. Yeah. Who's, and even if you could, if you, Do you got know anyone who, Does anybody in the audience know anyone who's quite old and drives very fast? And there's oh. one, there's two hands. Okay. There's two it's, hands. It's, it's, okay. All you've got to do is shout out what the car is and we'll make up the rest. So what, what was that, sorry? A VW Golf. A VW Golf. Okay, so not a Jazz. R, GTI. Fiat 500. A CLK. CLK 500. Oh, come on, that's, that's effortless speed. Well, you've still got to, you know. They'll be changing the radio station and accidentally doing 140. <laughs> in a 40. Yeah. Obviously. It's, I, uh, well, I, I was, I was going to say, I, I, I don't know any, I don't think I know any elderly people that, but this brings me <laughs> on to something else that we were talking about. We talked about on the podcast before, yeah. but it's something that fascinates me. And I was talking about it with uh, Jonathan, who was uh, organised tonight very kindly for us from the car barn. Seeing older people in surprisingly high-performance cars. Yes, well, because they've been upsold them. Haven't now, they? Jonathan used to sell Fiat's and Alfa Romeo's. And he, <laughs> he had a lady, an elderly lady come in to buy an Alfa Spider when they were still a thing. And her trade-in was a Toyota Celica GT, the one with the massive wing on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently she'd had Celicas since the 70s. And every three years, she went down to her Toyota garage and she went, I'd like a new Celica, please. And then Brilliant. one year she went down and they went, we're stopping making them. And she went, oh shit. It's not acceptable. Well, I imagine she didn't say that because she was an old lady, but you never know. And, um, and she so, said, well, could you just stick a Ewokankanen kit on it yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so they said, the only one we've got left is this. It's top of the range, but it's a bit racy. And she went, I'll take it. And she did. <laughs> and so, and that, that was the first time I've had an insight from an actual car salesman into how this happens. Because I used to be an old lady I used to see near where I used to live who had an Integra Type R. And anyone who's ever been in an Integra Type R and knows the stiffness of the suspension knows that it's a way to accelerate osteoporosis even in the young. Yeah. So to be in your 70s or 80s and driving an Integra Type R is, is a remarkable I, thing. I hope I'm an old person that does that. I'd love to. I hope so as well, really but you just hardcore, don't know, do you? Quite difficult to live with car, but you don't find it difficult to live with because you don't know any different. I've just Brilliant. remembered something. 
Remember at the last show, I said, it's going to be fine. We'll talk for an hour. I'll set a timer on my twat watch. Yeah. I forgot you, to do you that. Because you didn't last time. You <laughs> I, did, and I forgot last time as well. Because I'm basically Flute. useless. Uh, keep talking and I'll do it anyway. All right, well, I've written, this is one of the very few things I've written down. What with it being fe- a festive season and all? The Snowman. A. Quite an emotional cartoon. Would you call it a cartoon? Animation? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's quite emotional, right? Am I right in saying that? It involves theft. (laughs) He's a snowman, but he steals a motorbike and frigging sidecar. He's a twocker. The snowman's a twocker. It's only occurred to me. It's actually a very emotional story, but he's a thief. And he steals a child, sort of. It's sort of like kidnapping. He does steal a child, So it's now... I was driving up here thinking one of my most... One of, one of the loveliest Christmas things that I enjoy watching. My children are now old enough to think it's a bit rubbish, so I find myself watching it on my own, which is a little sad. And then I realise he's a thief. He still sort of steals a child and then a motorcycle and sidecar and rides it up really hard around in the snow. Hooligan. And the child doesn't have a helmet, but he does. Oh. There's so much irresponsibility going around as <laughs> no, a snowman. He's a selfish thief. He is a bastard. Okay. But he melts and does die at the end. What? Yeah, he does. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Yes. Bloody hell. Sorry if you haven't had a chance to see that film in the last 40 years. But it's a great... It actually is. It's 40 years this year. Is it? I think it is 40 years old. 82. I'm sure oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We're walking in there and all that. But it gets worse slash better. Because The Snowman and the Snow Dog, the sequel, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, it is a nicer story. You need to watch it this Christmas. Well, he just, he just, he just robs a post office or something. No, no, he steals a plane. He's an aviation <laughs> thief. He's a freaking aviation thief. The man's unstoppable. What next? An oil tanker. He's so bold. So they meet up, he comes to life, yada, 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 the story, it's very magical. But they go for a walk to a a small airport or an airfield and go into a hangar and lo and behold there's a private aircraft and he takes it also what a lazy twat he can walk in the air why does he need a plane <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that idiots I mean I suppose if you want to go to New York it's quite a long walk isn't it but you've it? got Maybe to do you've got to fuel it up you've got to make sure it's safe mind you if it falls out of the sky you can walk in the air so it's okay yeah you just go sorry about this everyone but I've really messed up the controls so I'm just going to get out <laughs> Best of luck. Um, so, the, so that's... I haven't seen it this year, the, the snowman or the snowman and the snow dog, but I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't ruin it for me that I now know he's a bit of a He's twocker. a wrong one. He's a twocker. <laughs> Aviation twocker as well. That's so hardcore. Yeah, but I saw it pointed out the other day that a major plot point of love actually is basically stalking. Is it? Yeah. Who stalks who? Remind me. Uh... Well, also, doesn't that, that guy basically tries to steal his best mate's wife? Oh, yeah, he does. a bit off, isn't yeah, he it? Does, it's yeah. just, and then Alan Rickman's having an affair. Yeah, he is. It's a, it's well, a bit of a... we've ruined it all, haven't we? Sorry, again, if you haven't had the chance to see that film in the last 20-odd years, then, spoiler alert, Alan Rickman's having an affair. Poor old Emma Thompson. And the other thing I thought about, which is not strictly a Christmas film, but it's set at Christmas, Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> is it set at Christmas or is it Thanksgiving? Oh, is it? I, I can't remember. Well, isn't anyone? Isn't no? Thanksgiving no. the warm-up act to Christmas? It's Christmas. Is it Christmas? Yeah. So, what? He drives a Beetle in it. Do you remember the kid drives a VW Beetle in? in no, you probably, I don't have you seen Gremlins since the start of the internet? I bet you have. No, no. Has anybody seen Gremlins since the internet? Nobody. 
Right, okay, so it's just me. Uh, it's, it's still quite good. Um, but he drives a Beetle in it, and I thought, wouldn't it be just genius if they'd made him drive a, a Gremlin? If he pulled up at the beginning, oh. pre, pre-knowing about what the Gremlins look like, etc., he could have driven an AMC Gremlin. That would have been good. It would have been a masterstroke. You've just reminded me of something about things you haven't seen since you were young and you fondly imagined to be good and totems of your childhood. I saw, a, a I saw a mate of mine the other day and he said about 10 years ago, his phone, like I think his landline, because it was 10 years ago, rang in the middle of the night. And it was his younger brother calling from Los Angeles and he just went, never watch the Dukes of Hazard." And he'd, been, he'd just, just been watching it on telly over what, there and, and realised it was shit. What? And was ringing like the ghost of TV future from America in the middle of the night to warn his older brother not to watch it again. It's like, There's more could, important things this to warn you about. Yeah, exactly. Don't eat the cake. But um, yeah, so... I he, thought it's aged quite well. Well, I, I said, I'm going to have to check it out now. And he went, well, I've no, you can't, because my brother told me not to watch it. So. I have got the box set. Oh, you have so, series one and two. I haven't gone beyond that. I can't remember how many series they made, but they're the, they're the they're the true ones. I used to know this because you know every year I fall down the Dukes of Hazzard wormhole once. Oh yeah, you do. I forgot about that. It's like Flying Ant Day. You're never yeah. quite sure when it's going to be, but you know it's going to be at some point, and just one day. A whole day of both. Usually, yeah. when I've got a really important deadline, I'll just go. How many cars did they crash? Better look it up. And the next thing you know, it's gone dark outside. And I haven't done any work because you just suddenly go, really? And the guy who played Cooter was really a mechanic or something. It's just, it's, yeah, it's dangerous. But they, I think, because they did like sort of four series and then, and then the actors wanted more money. So they went, no, you're not having more money. We're just going to hire some less convincing oh, actors they did. to be your cousins. But they're yeah. going to look a bit like you. And that doesn't work. And then, and then they renegotiated with the original actors and just sacked the cousins. And that was, and they brought them back. It was crap. And then they, then they couldn't afford to do any more jumps because they were paying the actors more, presumably. So they started using models. And they're, <laughs> and they're really bad. <laughs> so there we go. That's, that's, I defi- I'm probably due. I'm due I, uh, wormhole. I've just written down the number plate of the, the snowman's motorbike and sidecar that he stole. I had to just find the screen grab before we, we did this on stage, just to remind myself that he was a thief. I didn't want to accuse someone of being a thief that wasn't a thief. That would be terrible. Or if the snowman was in the audience, that would have been. Well, the snowman was in the audience. He could be outside. How fucking dare you? He might Actually, be, probably is outside. He probably is out there. <laughs> it's it's too hot in. in here. It's HJK five nine six. Just so you know. Is it? Yeah. Which probably wasn't reported stolen. Well, yeah, I was going to say check it on the DVLA. It might. I mean, if it's still got an MOT, then it's out there somewhere. Yeah. A, a cartoon MOT, obviously, because it's a. A cartoon, cartoon, cartoon We've all we've all seen those. <laughs> yeah, we've all say, seen the four KAs all yeah. over the country. How did it only take you five minutes? Don't ask, mate. Um, oh, I know. When, when I saw the cars slithering into the car park tonight, and it it's quite um, it's quite difficult underfoot is the is the way I would put it because you can get out of the car and nearly fall over straight away, or do that where your legs splay a bit too far and you hear a creak somewhere down in your body you're not sure where that is like a lower ball joint issue <laughs> it's going to come back to haunt you it reminded me of uh of watching narrowboat crashes on youtube which i i started doing about a year ago it's one of my one of my lockdown pastimes uh 
what you do is you're seeing accidents less than eight miles an hour. Yeah. But it's such a huge amount of weight, and of course no brakes, because boat. Yeah. And it, they just keep going. So the crash starts, and it just keeps crashing. Yeah. And crashing and crashing. Has anybody watched a narrow boat crash before? Right, we're going to have at least 200 people uh, they're going to YouTube are going to go. What the hell? This is like narrow boat crash. This is the new TikTok. They're awful, and usually there's a backdrop of of, of a lady shrieking, "Stop it, Les!" or "Put it in reverse," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> because you know that they've hired it, so they're, they're narrow boat novices, and the shit's fully gone down. They realise there's no brakes, and if you get into a sort of, I'm not going to say a tank slapper, because the problem is it's. You overcorrect and then it reacts about 10 seconds later. It's like driving in the snow. 10 seconds? That's like a no, narrowboat really? super leggera. <laughs> say most of them. That's like. So you've you got a fast up... rack on this one. Oh, great. Yeah, very fast tiller rack. Uh, very fast. I crashed a narrowboat once. You did you? Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, in the pre YouTube era. But yeah, and it is that thing where you suddenly, you've got time to go, no. And just crunch. Uh, <laughs> go inside make a cup of tea come back okay where was i uh, and it was just it just kept going into thankfully into some like a reed bed kind of thing really muddy but it shouldn't have been going there and it sort of beached itself and the weirdest bit was there was the, you know those narrowboats like back in the old days i presume they do it differently now. they've all got a shitty perkins diesel engine in them yes well i'll tell well, you what happens to this narrowboat afterwards in a minute but uh, it didn't the, sink, did it? And you just, uh, well, hang on. No, 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 no. It didn't at this point, but maybe I hastened its demise because. Um, but there was a, there was a TV area on the roof, <laughs> but like a sort of sticky one with a cable that just went in through the window to the actual telly. Yeah. And in the crash, it just <laughs> fell off the side, but then the narrowboat somehow ran over the TV aerial, so it was sort of underneath the narrowboats, and because it was rented, it was a bit like. Ooh. <laughs> Are we going to get charged for this? Did you even run over your own but it's TV very aerial? Hard. I don't know. Nobody's it's just ever a pathetic done that. accident. You're an absolute stroke. And, um, and then we had to get pulled back off the muddy reef beds because <laughs> we were stuck fast. Was this a holiday? Yes. Well, it wasn't really very relaxing after that. It was quite stressful. But then we're puttering along down the Shropshire Union and I think we'd parked up and gone to the pub for dinner or something. We came back and went, it's the boat sitting a bit low at the back oh no and then i think we sort of went on board and we we just you know fought about getting ready for bed were you and drunk and you just fell asleep no i don't think i was particularly drunk i think that's where we went up. we wandered up the lane to this pub in the middle of nowhere in the shropshire countryside and they had a full curry menu on it's one of the best curries i've ever had in my life the chef was sri lankan but this is by the by what the problem was that as it turned out yes the boat was sinking Really? Yeah. What, it had a hole in it? It was going down like that, like full Titanic, but the other way around, where its arse was just going into the water because the engine cover, or yeah. some of the prop cover, sorry, yeah. which was supposed to seal in the prop, had come loose. Possibly because some dick had driven it into some reeds, I don't know. But <laughs> and the TV aerial was The TV aerial was still underneath. <laughs> and, and it was taking on water. Shit. And we had to... We had, to ring, we had to ring the hire boat company and go, uh, I think our canal boat's sinking. I mean, bear in mind, you know, canal boat, you could have walked back to where we came from, but, but they went, we'll send someone. And this bloke turned up in a maestro van. I remember this. How long this. ago? How long ago was this? Uh, this was in the 90s. Oh, was it? Okay. Late 90s. Okay. So for some reason, I was with my family. 
And he just went, well, it, yes, the boat is sinking. I'm going to have to fix this, but I don't think I can fix it tonight. Uh, so Stay on board. Yeah. <laughs> so Be okay. No, he just went, I'll, I'll drive you back to the marina. You can get your car and you can go home. What? <laughs> so, well, that, that's the end of the holiday. <laughs> yeah, well, we were supposed to go back, I think, the next day anyway. So, But for some reason, I went, oh, I'll go back and get our family Peugeot 405 Estates. And then the man in the Maestro van drove at like an extraordinary pace. And I think it's because of all the tools in the back gave an incredible weight distribution, almost like a 911. Because <laughs> it had, it, you know, it had a, a, a Perkins diesel engine up the front. Of course. But it had like nine kilo well weight of old props and stuff like that in the back and tools. He would have been running on red diesel. And he drove like an absolute lunatic back to the marina and that was it, holiday over. And, the, and I remember because we, we packed up the car and I, I remember sort of on this bridge you could oversee where the, where the boat was and just looking at it and it was definitely at this point going down. And the bloke hadn't come back again. He, wasn't, he didn't seem to be that bothered about coming back and fixing it. He hadn't followed me back. Anyway. I feel like I'm in a soap opera now and you didn't know anything <laughs> about this. I think we were mainly worried that he'd spot the TV area had been run over <laughs> in some way or other. But um, what else was I going to talk to you about? I'm I was going to talk to you about canal boats. I was going to talk to you about what? mare cars. Mare? Because I mentioned this to you on the phone the other Not week. Not M-E-H like mare, don't mare. you? Mare. Not no. Mare. Local mares. Mayors. Mayors. Used to be driven round. It was always an Omega in recent times. Or a Rover 75. Or a Granada. Or a Granada, yeah. Yeah. None of these cars are made anymore. What do mares drive? Does anybody know a Oh, there's a hand going up. You see one on the street, it was an A on wheelbase, it had G something, like G said council one was the place. What, it was an Audi A8? That's your council tax being spent on that. I do a bit of Deliveroo. In the mayoral A8, an A8 long wheelbase a with a private plate. Chap at the back with a beard. He had a Nissan uh, Leaf, that's not a long wheelbase. Is no, it? they're quite roomy in the back though. What, the mayor? Are you calling the mayor a fucker? <laughs> Fighting words, my friend. You went to buy the Mare's 7 Series long wheelbase and they sold it before you got there. Had the flag mm. on the front. I always I just feel like a, a 7 Series isn't mayoral enough. It's well, too sort of German businessman y. And like, what I liked about the businessman y. Particularly the Rover 75, but also somehow the Omega is there's something sort of quite British about them and a bit sort of second division, which. No offence to anyone in the room who is or has been a mayor. Has anyone been a mayor but in this room? Anyone? Any mayors in? It's weird, we usually get loads of mayors into these yeah. shows, don't we? So you could it's just, why go and notice? Because there used to be like a row of long wheelbase 75s We're outside. down on mayors tonight. Also, the, yeah. the, the, the chains jingle during the So much show. jingle, in it? But I just, it's like, what would prompt someone to become a mayor? I think... Unless you really like Omegas and now you're going... Oh, well, we've got more answers. Go on, what do you think? What? Glasgow City Council was given a Rolls Ghost. Auctioned it off in the summer for charity. Did they? And did the mayor? I reckon then... you become a local mayor because you want to develop some houses somewhere in the, in a few years' time. Um, get your you know get your leg in with the with the local council, so you know it's all going to go through smoothly. Yeah. And then you 
he retired to Benidorm. Well, you see, I had another theory. That's what I reckon. I thought it was all down to twin towns. Oh. Because, you know, you'll go somewhere. It's just some town you've never been to before. And, yeah. You, know, you just go, oh, welcome to Shit Flaps. Twinned with Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a sec. How did they do that? How did they do that? And also, doesn't that mean the mayor gets to go to Rio de Janeiro? Okay. You know, hello. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I think I better pop over and have another, like, uh, fact-finding <laughs> trip, if that's all right with you. Yes. Yes, the sweets will be fine. What, Thanks you, very much. Is it carnival season? Yeah. Oh, okay, oh I better be pop over, because we're thinking of having a carnival in Batley, as it happens. So, and it, <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm convinced that's what it is. It's got and to be. And that's why the mayor wears the jewellery. Because he or she is fresh from the carnival oh. all the time. <laughs> he's carnival, or she's carnival fresh. So I, you've got plenty of jewellery on, Mardi Gras jewellery. Mardi Gras jewellery also, <laughs> hang on. And then, didn't you, because there were some of those towns, and they go, and they're twinned with, and there's three places. Yeah. And there's always a very functional sounding town in Germany. But I'm presuming the mayor just goes there because they have a really good Oktoberfest or something. Yeah. Just better go on one of those fact-finding trips again. Uh, when? Oh, uh, it's probably mid-October. Oh, mid-October sounds about right. Yeah, because <laughs> because uh, you know we we're thinking of having a festival of some sort. And um, <laughs> but then but then some of them they'll double bubble it again. They'll go Rio and they'll go. Oh, now what's one of them towns in Jamaica called? What, what are, get them on the phone. Get them on the phone. We'll go over there and do some more fact-finding for a couple do of weeks. Do they shit? Do they shit? All inclusive fact-finding, mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Do they ship a Rover 75 over to Barbados? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, so he re- just drives a very short distance around and goes, yeah, this looks great. We'll, we'll use this. We'll twin with this. But I, I How do you realized. twin with things? How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But it's I imagine that process. some of the world's most glamorous and sunny locations are constantly being inundated. We're going, hello, it's Clitheroe again. You're pissed off. <laughs> We're not twinning with you. Can we twin with you a bit? Just come over and like, you know, half twin, like a quarter. Our mayor's been cut out of, um, because of cuts, just ge- ge- general council cuts. The mayoral car is, is no longer, perhaps you just have to bring your own, you know, like your own, le- lease, lease your own car. Oh. Turn up in it. The mayoral Audi A1. Yeah. It's £147 a month. I couldn't resist. Yeah, exactly. It's not very just mayoral. Going, it's a three-door. What are you going to do? It's fine. I can get in the back, just... get in the chain caught on the headrest and trying to get in the front. Yeah, it could be. It could be as simple as that. Um, I wrote down, uh, to remind myself, day before yesterday, I did my first, on, on, the, on my YouTube channel, Bishop, I did my first verdict on a car review, fully pissed. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of it, but I can reveal that to you in the room. Uh, I wasn't driving while I did the verdict, just so you know. It wasn't on a campsite, and it hadn't been a pound a pint or anything in the clubhouse. <laughs> so what happened what happened was we ended up in Bruges I'd driven there from the UK reviewing the car and filming it as we went then we got to Bruges a little bit late because we were filming and uh, dived straight into the Christmas market and dinner because I didn't want to miss dinner we'd, we'd already gone through without lunch several heavy beers later and also a cocktail which I don't know the name of but it was a little bit Potent. Were they those Belgian beers they serve in like laboratory equipment? Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. Seven percent buggers. I once went, I went. A friend of mine used to live in Brussels, and I went over to see him Friday night Eurostar straight after work. After work, oh, have a couple of beers. Mayoral Eurostar. Mayoral. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking of twinning with Brussels. Bring me more of those. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and um, and and but I thought, well, it's fine. By the time I get there, it's going to be too late to really go out and, and have a big mm. drink. Forgetting, of course, Eurospec bar opening hours are open late. Of course. And my mate just went, drop your bag, we're going out. 
I love those knives. Loads of lab equipment turns up with various kinds of beer in it, all of which is like 9% minimum. Yeah. Went back to his flat, and then I went, oh, I think I need to go to the loo. And then he found me asleep face down in his hall. And that's my memory of Belgian beer. Well, amazing Belgian memories. So yeah, I did exactly that, uh, but we're not face down in the hallway. We were in a cobbled square next to a large Christmas tree, and the videographer that I was working with, Phil, was like, "We've we've got a, we've got to record a verdict." We said we were going to do it whilst walking through the Christmas market. We totally forgot. <laughs> By this point, it's very dark and very late, and I am pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, I'm a bit battered though, Phil. I don't really know what. I, I got a rough idea of what I was going to say. So we just say it, but the problem is I muck it up so many times, and then I start, I think, shouting. <laughs> so ordinarily, I have a very loud voice, but I think in this verdict, I'm stood around some people in a very historic square, shouting next to a tree about a Kia EV6 GT. And I hope that when the video goes out, it's not that noticeable that the end verdict's maybe perhaps a little bit more shouty slash pissed. Well, I now, don't know. you're not alone, because um, the other week I was in the US and I went on, I don't know if people listen to the Smoking Tire podcast, uh, Matt Farrader's out of... Out of um, he was talking about Chody Shifters the other day. Yeah, well, someone asked him, I think, a listener asked him. Yeah. It was obviously was it one of you? Of... Was one of you asking him about a micro-penis car shifter? <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Um... But yeah, when I was on the Smoking Tire a few weeks ago, I, I remembered when we did that Aston DB9 versus train race across Europe, um, the ending wasn't as close as it appeared on TV. There was editing to make it more exciting, and Jeremy had actually been waiting quite a while, and enough of a while to have several glasses of wine. <laughs> and his verdict, as I remembered it, and I've looked this up since, and I, my memory wasn't playing tricks on me, he's leaning on the Aston in, I think, Casino Square in Monte Carlo, uh, with a glass of wine in his hand, and he is visibly pissed. <laughs> and at the end, he goes, But it's still a proper, brilliant, amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this man's like eight drinks in at least. It's so visible. It's embarrassing. Oh, mine was. I can't say anything about it. Because I just felt guilty about it. I was reviewing a car. Well, yeah, it's a bit incompatible. Quite, quite yeah, but... but just the ending of it, not the main review of it. Has we. Have we talked on the podcast about my favourite ever bit from old, old Top Gear, like 80s Top Gear, where William Woolard does a closing piece to camera that is, <laughs> on close inspection, absolute bollocks. And it's a show from 1983. And when, in more recent times, you know, Top Gear, some people would go, why don't you just do cars? Just talk about cars. Do cars properly. No one in this show drives a single car. However, William Woolard <laughs> bangs a nail through a battery. What? Sue Baker, God rest her soul, tests the new Ford Orion entirely from the back seat. It's, it's mind-bogglingly strange, like a fever dream. And at the end, there are, I think, the NEC at some trade show, which is where Woolard's been anchoring the oh, whole I thing I love from. an NEC trade show. And he's standing outside. And the only thing I can think is that he thinks his bit's done and he's gone to the bar yeah and he's a couple of pints down he's just taken the top off a third one and someone goes well we haven't done a closing piece to camera you've not done your good night drive safely oh look after that for us will you? <laughs> and he goes outside and he does this piece to camera which is incredible and it, it, it 
I bet it, you've memorised it. I have. You? Well, we actually, I transcribed it and we had it printed out and pinned on the <laughs> wall of the Grand Tour office. Really? To cheer us up when we're feeling down. <clears throat> he goes, that's another show done over, as it were. <laughs> and immediately go, done over? <laughs> it's a bit strange. As it were, that's just a note. You see, if you'd written, if you wrote it down as a script, you'd go, well, now, there's already some superfluous words in there. I think we can lose as it were. <laughs> but no. And then he goes, Another show. next week, we're heavily into second-hand cars. <laughs> heavily into? It sounds like a sort of naughty drug habit. Well, yeah, or Doesn't I've got it? a crush on them. Yeah. It's sort of like teenagers go, oh, she's heavily into him. I yeah. might have done back in my day. <laughs> Stratos. She's heavily into you, she But is. it gets better. Next week, we're heavily into second-hand cars. Basically in Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true. It takes a while to pick the bones out of that one. <laughs> Basically in Nottingham. Does that mean like mostly in Nottingham? What, I, I can't. What on earth? It's, I mean. In the Vale of Beaver? And then. It's, the, it's a place. <laughs> the second pint of bass really starts to kick in. <laughs> Because he's done basically in Nottingham, which is quite confusing in construction. But then he goes, lots of good advice there for you to pick up if you want to. <laughs> so he's becoming quite aggressive now with the dream. <laughs> and then, and this is, in many ways, this scrambles the script editor in me more than anything else. Which is not a major transgression, but he just goes, until then, see you then. Good night. And you go, <laughs> I need there's that. Two, there's two thens there, William. There's two thens. You should probably lose one of the thens in some way or other. He refused fact, to do a second take. Well, this is he the thing. He absolutely refused. So, I think he's gone, no, I'm sorry. Someone's guarding my pint, and I've got a bag of nuts up in the bar. I'm no way doing it again. But also, they used to shoot it on film, so probably the cameraman's going, who may have also had a couple of pints of bass, because they used to in those days. Yeah. It's probably gone, I've run out of film. I can't, that's it, we're out of film. So that's it, it's gone. So they take it back to the edit and they've gone, and how was this closing piece to cap? Oh, it was total horseshit, basically in Nottingham. But it's too late now. It's on YouTube, I'll put a link basically up. Basically in Nottingham. Basically in Nottingham. It's now I can't hear the name of the city Why don't, of Nottingham. Can I ask you to, to do the, an outro of this event? <laughs> like William Willard back in 83. Basically. In, what were we talking about before we got I've distracted? I've told you before, in a, probably in a previous podcast, where Jason Plato on Fifth Gear, we were doing a, a, a piece to camera either side of a car, and he'd been waiting around so long and the weather was miserable, and he'd started smoking a cigarette, just lit it, like this. And then, and then the director went, right, we, we've got to do this because time's cracking on, and Jason's like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And he, and he was, he just, he just, he took, he took an enormous drag, enormous, and then went, hey, welcome to, uh, we're going to be testing whether or not the fit on our bath is up to my and this is just, just billowing, just a chimney. But meanwhile, the back end here is smoking as well, because he's, he's got it hidden right behind his shirt like that, and walking in a very strange way. And I say to Jason, they're not, they can't use that. That's unusable material. Went, well, we're not doing it again. <laughs> Basically, he did a Woolard. Yeah, I learned that for the best. Woolard told me. I'm, I'm out now. Tell them they've got what they need. Yeah, he didn't. He wouldn't put his cigarette down. Well, if you ever watched the episode of the Grand Tour where they went to oh Eastern, no Italy, in Grand Touring cars, James May had a Rolls Royce 
Dawn. Is that Dawn. the Cabrio? Dawn. Yeah, the Dawn is the... So I'm I'm checking it in my it is the dawn, isn't it? The dawn on the cabrio, yeah, big dawn, cabrio. Dawn. We should yeah. know the ship. We should know the ship, shouldn't we? We don't dawn. Um, See, Dawn, I used to work with a Dawn in Safeway. Yeah, yeah. She was the manager of the cafeteria, so all I ever think about when I see a Rolls Dawn is, is Dawn, dawn from Safeway Cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a piece to camera in the car, I couldn't tell you where. Um where because <laughs> they were doing a long road trip. Well, the cameras are usually rolling, but it's not, they're not sort of supposed to be just chatting endlessly. No. But James absentmindedly lit a cigarette. <laughs> and then sort of something was happening, and James was carrying on, and on the walkie-talkie going, OK, yeah, oh, God, Hammond's here. And then it was only when we watched the footage back, we went... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. He's smoking a fag. <laughs> and he can't be smoking a no, fag because that's that. not allowed. No. So at great expense, the cigarette was digitally removed. What? <laughs> Seriously? It was CGI painted C. out, as they say in telly. Yeah, the cigarette was painted out. And I, I, I mean, go back and look and see if you can spot where there's a... Because you probably see it because there'll be smoke coming out of his fingers like that. But... It just looks like strange gang signs with no cigarette in. But yeah, we went, I, James, what were you doing? And he was like, oh, sorry, I just completely forgot. You completely forgot that you were on television, but you're a television presenter. What the <laughs> fucking hell? So he once told me a story, though, about doing one of those ridiculous sort of Top Gear Live things in South Africa where he was paid a lot of money to do very, very little. And at one point, he was in a, <laughs> they were at Kyle Army racetrack in South Africa, I think. And uh, he was sitting I'd in the store. He paid loads to do very little. Well, we're doing very little any, now, but does, unfortunately we're not being paid loads. Can, actually, can I ask, does anybody get paid a lot for doing very little? It's safe in this room. Anybody. There's a couple of mayors going, yes. There's four, there's five. <laughs> it's good to be honest we, about let's, this. Let's talk about that later. Yeah. I really what, want, to know, want to know the true story. You watch it, they're all pyramid scheme sellers. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Lisa or somebody, do you think I could have another pint of Guinness, please? What? I've got, I've got a bit of a claggy throat, and I thought, I need a glass of water, and I was like, a squirrel, so a pint of Guinness. What would William Woolard do? William Woolard would have an amaretto. Basically a Nottingham. Do you know what, that sounds like the best Christmas present anyone could buy me. What? An amaretto, basically in Nottingham. <laughs> Nottingham. Come to Nottingham, or, or, near, or near the area, and I'll buy you endless amarettos. Okay. Yeah? It's a bit weird. But yeah, it is, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, no, mate, did a... He was in this little room on 
in the pit lane at Kyle Army, and someone came in and went, he just lit a cigarette. And someone went, oh, James, you need to go out onto the pit straight and introduce Mark Webber, or David Coulthard or someone. No, <laughs> you didn't do he put the cigarette in the ashtray, he walked across the pit lane, he jumped the pit wall, he walked down to the pit straight, someone gave him a microphone, he went, okay, ladies and gentlemen, David Coulthard! And then he gave the mic, gave the mic back to someone, back over the pit wall, whatever the thing, and he said, the cigarette was still half there, and he just carried on smoking it. He was like, this is my job. <laughs> so weird. This is bad. This is quite bad. So, you know, I was just, I admitted that I was a bit fully pissed um, <laughs> doing a car verdict. <laughs> well, I may or may not have had to have done a little voiceover for the same video the next day, very hungover. <laughs> and I've noticed there's a little bit of a clag in the throat. You know, more when you messaged throat. me and just went, I'm hungover in Bruges, and I couldn't yeah. tell whether this was code for something. No, it's not prison code, it was real. It was just real, it you was were literally real. hungover in Bruges. But I realised I, I, I'd sort of I'd got up as late as possible, uh, and, and, and then I realised I had to record a quick voiceover thing for the video and I was like, oh bollocks, I'm going to sound really rough. You know, like Madge from Neighbours. <laughs> the, ben <laughs> the benchmark of the roughness. The benchmark of the, of, the, of the throat. And it doesn't work, if I'm honest. It doesn't work at all because it sounds totally different. It doesn't sound like me. Oh, it doesn't, yeah. No. It doesn't match it. It just sounds like an old guy. That yeah, really, hello, yeah, hello, hello, right, yeah. yeah. I'm not an Anyway, old to guy. sum up, it costs 50 grand and it's right. Nice. <laughs> it's right. It's right. <laughs> right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You're not thinking Basically straight. in Nottingham. Basically. <laughs> I will give you five pounds if you can smuggle that into one of your upcoming videos. Well, I, don't, I mean, I live 40 miles from Nottingham. Oh, well, you can so cheat. I, do I, do I basically go, live basically in Nottingham? Nottingham. <laughs> I'd settle for basically in Nottingham. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If sure. you wanted to. But, um, yeah, we'll do that. So the other thing I was going to talk to you about was navigation and something I've realised because I've moved house quite recently to a different city and I'm still struggling to find my way around. But what I've realised is I can navigate quite well using other people's cars. <laughs> so, for example, my son has befriended another lad who lives on a street and on the corner of that street there is always parked. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, Lisa. Um, Johnson Blue Strata. <laughs> Just a cheeky no, There was a look of horror then. Um, yeah, I can only find this other family's house uh, by the fact that on the corner of the street there's always parked a Mitsubishi 3000 GT. So if it ever moves, I, can't, I simply can't find this road where this lad lives to drop my boy off. And I, I realised I'm doing that a lot. I'm kind of going, oh, now hang on a minute, how do I get down to where there's that, that big pet shop? All right, so I've got to go down there, there's the old 3 Series, and I'll take a left at that alpha spider under a cover <laughs> yeah. and just keep on going a bit. And then there's someone's got a JDM Impreza and I'll just uh, keep going past there. As if I see that, I know I'm going the right way. And it's like, if any of those cars move, I'm absolutely screwed. Or someone, you could come down and move them all around and I would just end up driving into the river by mistake. Because it's... <laughs> Does anyone else do this or is this just me that I can't... No, uh, I yeah, just landmarks, I need landmarks. Landmark. Yes, hands in the air, thank you. Yeah, semi-derelict cars or cars that very old people have so they only drive them once a week. Mm. So, once a month. Well, a bit like that Nissan 100NX at the end of the room. It's done 5,000 miles from you. For people at home, well, first of all, we haven't really set the scene that we are in this glorious wedding market we with chandeliers and... And Aston um, Martin and a Noble. And Aston Martin and Noble, we're flanked, that's the word. Is we're it? flanked by these two nice cars. Flanked, yes, that's true. Which are for sale. Would they are, yeah. We weren't asked to point that out, but it feels polite to do it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, sitting on a ridiculous throne. Yeah, <laughs> and we have got the Benetton jackets on. And we've got the Benetton. Obviously. We didn't even mention the Benetton. No, we didn't. The authentic Benetton no. 90s racing jackets. Well, I've kept the label on mine because it's <laughs> so damn rare. Um, but when we took this ridiculous high-backed seat up here on stage, it left a space over there, which has now been filled by a Nissan 100NX. Yes. With 5,000 5, miles on the clock. Yeah. Glorious. I don't know if anyone's checked out this car, but the interior is just immaculate. Yeah. It's extraordinary. But I think that you could just buy that and win Festival of the Unexceptional instantly. It almost feels like cheating. It feels like taking steroids to win Festival of the Unexceptional. <laughs> that car is, is the Lance Armstrong yes. of Festival of the yeah, Unexceptional. It is, yeah, yeah that's, that's blood transfusions in the back room. That. <laughs> That's what that is. And also, for the benefit of people that aren't in the room, li listeners, this very wide throne chair that we're on has a central stay, I've noticed, just in mm. case the middle weight gets a bit excessive and there's a bit of bowing going on. It's got a stay, which I really like. Just in case, because we did eat quite a large dinner fast. Bolted. Bolted. Is the word. Yeah. Bolted yeah. fish and chips, because suddenly went, oh, we haven't eaten anything. We're going yeah. to go on stage. Need so to eat something. Sort of slightly bilious. Um, <laughs> That's a word, isn't it? Uh, what else? What have you got oh, written in your notebook? Well, I can't remember if I mentioned this in a in a previous podcast. I hate I hate it if I did. But talk about the sort of sexy undertaker lady. Did I talk about her? I feel it's a bit troubling, but it's the truth. One of the problems with doing our podcast is that it's very hard to separate real life from things we say while we're recording. And it's I can't recording his life. Well, we, yeah. It's, so I can't remember if you told me about this in real life. I think I WhatsApped you. Basically, I was going on the eight down the A1, and I saw a hearse coming up. And people that know me know that I quite like a hearse. I'm not, I'm not dark or strange. I just quite like the design of hearses. Anyway, I saw this hearse coming up, and it was a Ford Falcon Australian spec. Mm. And I thought, oh yeah, this is quite cool. And as I drew alongside it, because we are in like an average speed area, and the, the hearse was going slower than usual. Surprise, surprise. And uh, I, I don't know why I was surprised, but there was, a, there was a woman driving it who couldn't have been more than about 25. Okay. Blonde and quite gothic, with like a quite, kind of mad black suit on and crazy eye makeup. And I was alarmed, because I was normally, let's face it, Undertakers are just old, bald men. They usually are. So at first I was like, oh, look, it's a female Undertaker. That's cool. And then as I carried on driving, it was like, oh, she's actually really attractive. But she's an Undertaker. That's a bit odd. Well, no. I don't know how I feel about this anymore, but I'm saying it out loud. Hang on. I started thinking about it more and more as I was driving to work. But I'm... See, now you Plus, must... she was driving a hearse. There wasn't a dead person in the back, don't worry. It was an empty hearse. But you've okay. assumed... That she's an undertaker. Oh. Perhaps she's just a goth. She could have been a goth. And when they said, what would you like as a company car? Because she's a sales rep for Allied Carpets or something like that. She went, I'd like a hearse, please. She's just, that's it. She's not an undertaker. She's just she a went, goth. I don't think Lex Auto Lease do hearses. She's like, well, ask them. And they went, yeah, she would do. It's amazing, but we do. No one ever asks for them. I know. Yeah. I I'll, I'll never know. So she's, it's spacious, and it's so on brand for a goth. Smooth. She's actually an area manager for Premier Inn. Yeah. But she's so committed to the goth thing. Honestly. And what's more gothy than a, than a hearse? 
It was quite a scene, I have to say, people. And it, you know, it's not wrong to think it was quite attractive, just so everybody knows. It was quite attractive. There's, I mean, there's nothing. There's no law against fancying undertakers. No. Is anyone married or in a relationship with an undertaker? No, nobody. No. <laughs> but I did used to work with a guy when I used to work on Car Magazine, um, I don't know, 20 years ago, something like that. And the art editor, a funny Welsh guy called Andy Thomas, he, his, his family were undertakers. Oh. And he, he, he um, passed his driving test in a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> he did, when he got his provisional license, because his dad- How parallel park I don't They're know, massive. Because his, his dad had a fleet of hearses. When he, got his, when he turned 17 and got his provisional, they, they just put him on the insurance of a Granada Coleman Mill. And just went, oh yeah, you can, you can borrow it. And then, when he, and then he passed his test in a damn hearse. He used to go out like with the, with the lads oh in God. a hearse. Like a new hearse, not an old like ha-ha funny hearse, like an actual hearse hearse. Old when I tap the dashboard, slam on the brakes, and then from behind you, it's like be horrible. It'd be a I presume you'd do it empty, that would be... <laughs> anyway. But if you wanted to, to make the possible Undertaker lady or not, <laughs> that you saw on the, on the A1 or wherever, yeah. uh, if you wanted to you know, sort of be lightly flirtatious with her, assuming she did work in the funeral trade, if you were in the outside lane, you could have massively slowed down until she was forced to go past you on the inside, and then you could have gone, now that's irony. <laughs> I'm going to wait know. for a minute until everyone catches up to that one. <laughs> I, I'll Sorry. never know the truth of whether she was a real undertaker or not. I guess oh, it's going to play on your mind now, isn't it? That's the just... tapestry of life, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, You're right, though. Most undertakers are. Though, also, I, I, this may be a, a completely bollocks observation, basically in Nottingham, but the I, <laughs> undertakers always, to me, seem very thin, often thin men. Thin? The I'm basing this on the undertaker. There's an undertaker. There was a funeral parlour near our old house. And the man who ran it was a very tall, thin, miserable man. And I once saw him almost get crushed by an air conditioning unit in a slightly bizarre... <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's by the by. It's not by the by. That <laughs> isn't by the by. Well, Tell me how he nearly got crushed by an air conditioning Funeral parlour next door to <laughs> the barber where I used to get my hair cut. Can I apologise, by the way? I've just been—I went to a new hairdresser this week, and he's—it feels like he's done a weird job on my hair. I think hair. he's done a fine job. Do you think? Do you think he's done a fine job on Richard's hair? I don't. It's not right. Yeah, it feels like my hair's on the wrong way round. I can't get used to it. It's something, it's something up. up. It's something up. I can't. It's just—it's also because he was completely bald. Well, and I suddenly realised: Should you trust a man who's completely bald to cut your hair? Maybe he's doing a lot of revenge haircuts because he's bald. Revenge hair. Yeah. Have that, you fucker. He's going to stick up at the back no matter what you do. He's going to draw something naughty in the back yeah. and then not offer the mirror up. Yeah, just go, really oh, wave yeah, it, it really quickly. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, have a great week. Um, so, yeah, the, the barber I used to have my hair cut in London was next door to the funeral parlour. And I was sitting in the window of the barber one day waiting for my turn to have my hair cut. <laughs> and this Luton van drew up and it was delivering a new air conditioning unit to the funeral parlour. And the very tall, miserable man came out and started trying to shuffle it off the tailboard. And it just suddenly started toppling. And it was like, oh my God, the Undertaker's going to get killed in a sort of six feet under, massively ironic way by a falling air conditioning unit. And then in the end, I don't know where the van driver had gone. And in the end, I, I, I ran out. Oh, is that bad? Oh yeah, look, he was then there like, <laughs> and, and I, I went and helped him. 
He never said thank you as well, the miserable twats. <laughs> I mean, I know you need a certain amount of solemnity to work in the funeral trade, but there's no need to be a grumpy bastard when maybe someone's maybe saved your life. I was going to say, maybe they're thin because they just get put off their food. <laughs> they, every day they go to have lunch and they go, do you know, I'm not that hungry again today. Well, imagine. I'll just wait till dinner. You got home of an evening, oh, what happened to you today? Oh, I saw a dead body. <sighs> I was waiting to say, oh, I won't have any dinner, actually, I'm feeling a bit. But he's got to do that every day. Every day. Yeah. I used to work with a guy like that. I didn't use. I was never an undertaker, but I used to work with a guy that never ate anything all day. Just drank Guinness for lunch. Fun enough. It's it wasn't full of you. Nutrients. No. It wasn't you. In fact, he used to drive a uh, an Isuzu Piazza Turbo. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's not interesting, really. Well, it is because it's sort of profiling a Piazza owner. You go, who would buy a Piazza Turbo? A chap that someone... doesn't eat during the day just drinks Guinness, and then goes home. And but then, drinks Guinness, possibly. I don't actually know what he did at home. I don't know where I, this conversation's going. <laughs> so I'm going to... I'm going to say nowhere. I've, um, I've written... I've written... Have a look at that. What does that say? Oh, yes. We were talking about this, weren't we? Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Here's one for you. You never hear people describe cars as souped up anymore. Oh, are we know, right on this? I, I thought of this the other day, and I mentioned it to Johnny in real life. Off you, of real life. Off of real, out of real life. And, and I think you agreed that it's like, it's just a thing that people don't say. My dad used to say it all the time. Yeah, Ooh, it's a dad so thing. It's not all the time. Saw one of those, yeah, those new Sierras, the souped up ones. The Cosworth dad. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's souped, souped up. up. Yeah. I don't even know what souped up means. No. I remember there was a guy interviewed in, in the local news about boy races in our area when I was growing up. I definitely wasn't one of them. And he was on the news with a, a lovely sweep over. And he, uh, he went, you see, they come down in the night and they, they're all in their souped up cars and, and they, they tear around doing wheelies everywhere. And, and I, I couldn't stop laughing. We used to say this to one another when we were my mates. They, they come around, they tear around, they do their wheelies. And you go, I would fucking love to be able to wheelie my car. <laughs> Imagine singing Nova SR, wheeling around on a wet night. Good luck. Good luck. So anyway, it's just an observation. You don't hear people say souped up. They also no. realise that I think it was something my dad liked, sort of up constructs. Because he also used to, he, rather than say constipated, he would say bunged up. Which again, bunged up. Bunged up. Yeah. Uh, and there's something quite quaint about it. Souped up. Souped up. It though. is a thing, isn't it? I just, but what I don't do they even... say now? What's the modded, modded, modified. Modded, tuned, tweaked. Yeah. I don't know, but souped tuned, up. Tuned. 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 But souped up is just not a thing. No. And I don't know why, but then I also thought, why was it ever a thing? Because it doesn't, it doesn't really make any Soup, sense. Souping. Soup, like soup, as in a bowl of soup. <laughs> I presume it's not that, but what, what, how could it be anything else, is my, is my question. I've got, obviously. Does anybody know the history of the word souped up? No. Does, does anyone know a website that allows you to put questions into a little box and they can answer them for you? That, oh, there now our hands gone up. Super. Does it have anything to do with the word super? It could be super, couldn't it? Ah, oh. but you see, I, I would say that souped up is spelt like soup, the you know liquid food, which is people, people are, are stupid. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's a real shame sometimes, isn't it, that people are stupid? It is a shame. It's quite sad. I think. It yeah, is. I had a guy on a BMW who was a bit stupid following me yesterday, coming back from Bruges. Oh. Yeah. 
in all the way back from Bruges? No, not all the way. That would be creepy. Like on the ferry and everything. No, just... no, not on the ferry. Uh, but one of those people that, that tailgates you and then does 130 straight after you've pulled in and then there's instantly a traffic jam and then you have to have that embarrassing look at them like, oh. yeah, that was worth it. That was really good. <laughs> well done, you. Well done, mate. Oh, I was going to tell you about the car I came in here. Came in here? Oh! I didn't come in here, it wasn't one of I these. Come in in yeah, just, I just, <laughs> we got so starry, we want a throne, curtain, I want to be able to drive up to the chair, otherwise I'm not doing it. I'd love to be able to do that. I mean, in theory, we could have done it, so I think you can only get in over there, so we'd have had to be like, excuse me, sorry, can I, and drive through the audience, which would have been a bit weird. Health and safety nightmare. But uh, no, I, so don't be jealous, because I know you will be, but I, I came up here in a press car. Now, we're very lucky in our job. We get to borrow all sorts of fancy cars. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great privilege, and it's not all the time, but sometimes, you know, you, the stars align, your luck's in. And that happened to me this week, because I've come up here in an Astra. Yeah, the and, new one. Yeah. Which is? But it's not just any Astra, my friends. It's an Astra Ultimate. Oh, it is an Ultimate. There is no greater Astra. Okay. Well, it would be a shame if there was, because it'd be a lie, wouldn't it? It would rather undermine the... It's, it is souped up. Souped I'm up. glad you mentioned this, sir. It is souped up with a hybrid system. There's a hand in the air at the back. An Astra enthusiast has questions. Oh! Souped up comes from injecting a horse, horse with, with drugs. drugs. What, with, like, soup? Injecting a horse with, like... Oh, an auto trader? What are they talking about, druggies? Does anyone horses? want this Guinness? I've had too much. I've had too much. It's all become very confusing. Drugging horses. So, to, to sum up, auto trader says that they used to inject horses with soup. I'm going to. So I'm going to text Rory Reid. Oh yeah. Them. I'm going to say to him, what's this? Rory, get your act together. Doing this, spreading misinformation. Drugging horses. Um, that's interesting. I mean, it's confusing. It's a, we're a little bit back in Nottingham, basically, with this. It doesn't quite make sense, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. I, um, can I, uh, I think it's at this point, because <coughs> you've driven here in a Vauxhall Astra. Yes. And I, oh, by the way, can I just, sorry to interrupt, but can on, I just say, on. it's really good. Like, it is honestly a really decent car. And I don't think anyone will buy it. I've warned you. I've I think it's you. about said, 40 grand, this one, because it's the, it's the hybrid. Yeah, it's a... It's a, te it's a temptress of a car, though. It's a 40 Astra. grand Astra. Golf R Astra Ultimate. Actually, the new Golf R's rubbish. Yeah, exactly. probably have the Astra Ultimate. It yeah, would be, it'd be no fuss. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't cause you any trouble, that car. I think it's at this point I can legitimately do the Stellantis uh, soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> because I've turned up in a Stellantis product as well. Uh, a Peugeot 508. Hybrid. Oh, Such a nice machine. What, uh, what MPGs are you getting, John? Uh, <laughs> shit. If I could fathom out all the touch screens, I would be able to tell you. It's a car of mystery. After like, about 80 miles. No, I'm I not got, telling you. No, it's a secret. I, I just, you know what? Again, really sweet, sweet car. So relaxing. Effortless driving. Lovely, sweet. It is a really good vehicle. I've done about 300 miles in my Astra Ultimate. And oh. it's doing about 47 miles to the gallon. Oh, you guys have paid to listen to this. Suck on that, Astra Cynics. 47. Mm. And it's a petrol. It's a, I have to say, it's a good car. I, it's I, a good I was, car. It's honestly I a good car. I messaged you after I borrowed it and went, the new Astra, you need, to, you need to put one in. It's phenomenal. I don't use the word phenomenal lightly. 
I'm not one of these fuckers that says awesome and legendary about everything. Because you can't have everything being legendary. Because otherwise, where are you left? The one that's slightly bothering me at the moment is iconic. Oh, everything's iconic. Everything's iconic. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's this an iconic table. Iconic. And yeah. the chandelier. Iconic, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's an iconic sandwich. What? Mm, no, it's not. Uh, I, well, now, because you recommended me to borrow that Astra, and Astra. you're right, it is, it is very good. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine anyone is ever going to buy it. Sort of melts into the background, but... Sade's going to buy it. Well, it is quite smooth. Imagine that. It is bloody smooth. It's smooth, it's really quiet. It's really smooth. It's really quiet. It's simply lovely damping. But will Sade buy it? No, because she likes a... She likes a rotary. She likes a rotary. She likes a quirky sports car. But there's no rotaries left. She has to buy something else. Oh, yeah. Or import them. Oh. From other countries. Do they still sell... Probably not. We should just get a younger, more souped up. Souped up. (laughs) Souped up. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, Sade would do souped up rotary. She probably would. Wouldn't she? Triple rotor. Um, I think she would. I'm going to move things on because I, I'm, I, I don't know. You can't talk about Sade. It makes you feel uncomfortable. That's no, it doesn't. It I just, All right. I just worry she might be here. But Is I anybody she... here called Sade? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I have to do some sort of housekeeping of sorts. I, I, I was going to say I don't know why anyone's here. I sort of realised that sounded a bit rude. <laughs> What I meant is I don't know what you were looking for when you came here this evening, but I'm hoping that some of it was a contractual obligation on the part of the people on stage. Because as you know, or you might know, if you listen to the podcast the last two episodes, we're now sponsored by Car and Classic. And one of the things we agreed with Car and Classic is that every few podcasts we would discuss something interesting that they've got up for auction. And we went, yeah, we can do that. And they went, that would be great. And then I suddenly realised that we've got to do it tonight, otherwise we're sort of in breach of contract or something. We were midway vacuuming up a fish and chips and just went, we haven't chosen a car to talk about on a cod into Johnny's mouth. I haven't got time to chew. You were malleting a cod into my mouth. That sounds wrong. (laughs) That sounds so wrong. Anyway, so so we quickly just use a telephone to to bring up... Oh anyway, yeah, we were going to talk about that. As you might know, Car and Classic now auction cars as well as just selling them. And so they said, can you talk about something interesting that we've got up for auction? <laughs> and then they said, can you stop saying auction like that? It's weird. No, you have to say and auction. We went, no, it's kind of become a format point of the podcast. Yes. Um, so we, as we were desperately hoovering a fish into our faces, <laughs> we, no time for two. We just had one and did like Lady and the Tramp start at the opposite end. Um, uh, we found this. And we both said, there's loads of nice cars. And I thought it alighted on one of your ghetto boxsters, but it looked like it was There was a lovely ghetto money, boxster, so. yeah, almost not ghetto. Instead, now previously when we did a live podcast, we had a screen, didn't think it through. <laughs> we don't have a screen, we do have a screen, it's on my phone. So can everybody see this absolutely delightful 1964 Ferrari 330 GT 2 plus 2 Series 1 right-hand drive. Yeah. Get a load of that. That's one of the few Ferraris I'd like to own. There's not many Ferraris I'd like to own. I think they're fantastic, but it's one of those cars that I like other people to own. I like admiring them. I don't yes. want to. I don't want to own it necessarily. Yeah, like a Tiger. Yeah, I don't like want a Tiger. I like Joe Exotic. Yeah, but I like, I like the fact that it seems that, you know, cool and it's an interesting lifestyle. But I don't want, you it, don't myself. want it at all. Yeah, uh, and the same. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. But this is this seems a little different. Go on, you can read out some of the details. Well, there's bullet points. 
beautiful 60s Ferrari GT. Second bullet point, four litre V12. Third bullet point, incredible history file. Incredible. I want to know if the, it's, is it a file? Yes. Do you remember when you used to have videos at home and you used to put them in those collectible uh, volumes that, that all matched on the wall? Yes. Some people in their houses used to have those. They were brown and they had gold outlined. No one knows what I'm talking about. Don't worry, I'll quickly move on. <laughs> Young crowd. Original UK car, one of 40 ever made. So that's rare. That is rare. Um, I, would you think more or less of someone selling that car if the incredible history file turned out to be a poor patrol ring binder? <laughs> <laughs> Because in a way, I think I'd quite admire that. Uh, well, it's, it's good because if someone broke into your house looking for an incredible Ferrari <laughs> Got to file. find the V5 for that classic Ferrari, yeah. and it certainly won't be it's in there because the that's Paw just Patrol. got Chase on the spine. We've, got, we've already talked Any about Paw Patrol that. fans in? There aren't no. any. He's the police one. He's brilliant. Um, it gets disproportionate amount yeah, of screen so time. Yeah, so 40 right and drive cars out of, uh, out of 330 ever made. That's not a lot, is it? No. But that car... Hang on, sorry, they made 330? It says here, look, hang on. Does it? Ferrari 330s, and they made 330 of them. Oh, hang on, I might have not Sounds read unusually organised for Ferrari. Also, I think it was a lie. I think I just made it up. <laughs> I just read it. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they definitely made 40 RHDs. Does anybody say RHD? No. They don't, do they? Should they? I don't think so, no. I don't think it works. LHD? I've seen it just realised I got a little bit distracted by the disco lights. Have you not noticed the disco no, lights? No, I've not noticed them. I thought they yeah. were emergency exits. There is a wedding coming in immediately after this, by the way, so we are going to have to clear out. And, uh... no, we'll all just go to the side. They're going to do their first dance <laughs> around the Aston and the Noble. And then... Well, we're the singers, so we have to stay. It's... Now the party's over. <laughs> I'm so tired. I don't I'm think that's it. a good first dance. I think dance. it's a great first dance song. Uh, and that's why I'm so I don't tired. do wedding work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anything else about this Ferrari that you like before uh, we have to ask if that's enough? Look at this, no, this, this I like. Yeah. One of the bullet points, typed letters between the original owner, his representatives and Ferrari. <laughs> it's brilliant. In other words, it, what, is it like, have you made the car yet? Just asking. Mm. It's been yeah. a while. Dear Mr. Wilson, no. <laughs> Sincerely yours, Ferrari. <laughs> We've been very busy. Hi, it's been several months again. Ooh. Nobody's telephoned. I just noticed that. It says original buff logbook. Okay, so that's the brown one. Well, yeah, but in the modern world, that just means an incredibly muscular logbook. <laughs> <Which, laughs> of course. It's a wonderful thing how language evolves and stuff like that, but now every time I see the logo for BAA Systems, I just assume it's like a really fit systems because of the youthful argot in which I have at my fingertips. Not really. Uh, anything else? Recent localised paint and body repairs totaling £4,800. Yeah. yeah. Oh, listen, we have to sort of start wrapping this up, but we haven't actually said how we, before we started doing this and before everyone arrived, we went and had a look around the Aston workshop up there. Oh. And it was a pornography warehouse. It was, it was. Well, you, you like might Aston have seen at the, back of the, at the back of the room, uh, there is a, a body shell of a, a DB5, Deba 5. Mm. And uh, apparently that's a factory right-hand drive silver birch car. So quite a rare beast. But the body shell's almost flawless. Mm. I had a little goosey at it. It's been, they've done a lot of work on that. But up there, they've got, some, they've got some brown vehicles up there. 
haven't they? Yeah. So it's, there's a it's, lot of it's Brown. Really, but it's the... Um, not David Brown. I mean, there is obviously David Brown. Yes. There. Not but there's, a, there's an incredibly Brown, Brown 80s V8 yeah, Volante. It's gorgeous. Which is magnificent. With a very brown, like almost like the hood has been made out of lots of butterscotch sweets <laughs> melted down. <laughs> just turned they, into just, a, they just sucked Werther's Originals. And so Those sweets of a person of a certain age keeps in the glove box of a car for long journeys. You know the ones. Um, but it was the behind the scenes bit in the, in the bit where they build engines and do like bodywork and stuff like that. Yeah. And I went, I must remember to bring my Aston Martin here that I don't have. But you don't, would, you, uh, would you have one? Would you? You got you got a little bit you got a little bit dewy eyed over the DBS. The I love old, those DBSs. The you know those seventies DBSs. Seventies DBS. Mega the boxy the ones. Spec. Yeah, I think Naughty that's cut. so cool. I prefer those to the later cars. Although I also like the later cars. Mm. I was hoping to see a V eight Zagato from the eighties, but when I asked if they'd got any, they pulled a face and went no. They didn't. They didn't seem too much, <laughs> didn't seem too much love for them, and I was a bit like, oh, I really like. We need those. to try and save up and buy one at some point. Would you have an old Aston? Do you know, well, the Aston that I would really like is, strictly speaking, not an Aston because it's the stunt car <laughs> because from what? off of like it's stunt car off <laughs> of James Bond. Because it's it? the Suzuki the X90. One, no, the the, D, the DB5 skid car. In the oh, films, there was an M3 underneath. There yeah. was an M3 underneath. Did you drive that? No, I didn't. Ah, I know some people who did. It's supposed to have been phenomenal. It meant to be brilliant. Yeah. And I and I said to Aston, and of course they're going to take notice of me. I said, stop pissing around. Make a plastic body DB5 under your own license. Put old BMW M3 underpinnings, whatever the cheapest M3 is at the time, just put all that under there and just sell it as a licensed product for, I don't know, 150, 170 grand, which is, I don't know, what, a tenth of what one of those is. Yeah. And more fun than one of those. I, it's a, it's a wonderful plan, but I feel like in marketing terms, difficult. Why? Because you're going to invite marketing. customers. Well, nor do I, but I'm going to take a stab at it anyway. That you invite customers to come see it and go, now this is our finest new creation. The body shell is hand fabricated. And trust us when we say, underneath, it is based on the very cheapest M3. <laughs> I, I think that might It was a stolen recovery car. Yes. <laughs> it was mechanically still very good. We have an extensive file of photographs of how burnt out it was <laughs> before we dismantled the chassis and engine. So, I don't know. It's I a would hard buy sell. That also, oh, it's based on... Obviously, it's not based on one of our cars. They're shit. It's based on a BMW. You can trust them. It's okay. Don't worry. It might actually start in the morning. I would love one of those. I would love the stunty. Oh, I would uh, as well. I mean, I'm sure you could. Film? I can't remember what the latest film's called. Uh, no Time to Die. No, Timotoda, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Uh... It'd be great. Yeah. I would own one of those. Okay, well, listen, we should probably wrap this up because we've been talking for ages. Uh, what no name suspension guy's going to. Oh, shit. Bike, no, actually, well, there's one of the things I was meant to mention yeah, to you. Well, yeah. I saw. The natural bedfellow, or maybe nemesis of <laughs> nemesis, uh, no name full suspension mountain bike guy, <laughs> badly ridden BMX boy. Oh, boy or man? Was he a man? Man child. Ma- okay. Youthful, late teens, early twenties. A little bit too much lateral shimmy. So much lateral shimmy. Yeah, yeah. This particular bloke was going through downtown Bath slash Bath. Yeah. We're in the north. It's Bath, isn't it? Okay, so we'll go Bath. So- um, and it's busy. The Christmas market's on. Oh, gosh. 
So much. Selling wooden ties for some fucking reason. What? <laughs> wooden ties. What that you put on your? Shoes? I don't know. It's the most inexplicable. I took a photo of it because a mate and I went. Oh, the bloody Christmas markets in town selling all that shit like wooden ties, and I thought he was joking. And then I was walking through there. There's a stall. Wooden ties. <laughs> wooden ties. Who wants a wooden tie? I'm a little bit lost. And so am I. Anyway, back to the BMX guy. But yeah, so it's very busy. There's lots of, you know, lots of people come to the Christmas markets yeah. and all that. And then suddenly through the crowd, <laughs> swervy like you wouldn't believe. And also, because BMX is obviously only have one gear, yeah. pedalling like a lunatic. Yeah. Hey, Envy's no-name oh, mountain bike guy. Tires? Uh, no. Or but it was also very much a sort of off-brand BMX as far as I could work out. <laughs> like, it wasn't a rally burner or something or a mongoose. No. It was just a generic... Yeah. The Halfords BMX. But he was properly going for it. I've ridden a BMX aggressively like that before, but at the, my adult height. <laughs> and, uh, and they're quite short wheelbase BMXs. Um, they and are, I, and yeah. I sort of, I sort of, I was so aggressively doing that while I was pedaling, I just sort of cycled off it. <laughs> Don't really know how I did it. I was a little drunk at the time. Uh, but I sort of felt like I overrode it to the point where I just got off it. I didn't realise I was. I did. I put it down and just carried on. It's very odd. <laughs> it's a few. All right. Well, now. on that evocative image. It was an evocative image. Uh, that's another show done over, as it were. <laughs> um, but see us next time. Yeah, somewhere basically. We have to do a show in Nottingham now, so we, we can just be basically in Nottingham. In the Vale of Beaver. <clears throat> Is the Vale of Beaver in Nottingham? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. I'm not just saying it for effect. <laughs> it's actually in the Vale of Beaver. All right, well, before we wrap this one up, um, I have three things to tell you. Uh, the first one is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel in which he ambushes his friends, grabs them by the legs, and uses them to collect up leaves. Uh, it's called the Mistake Mates for Rakes show. <laughs> and if that's not to your taste, there is, of course, the Late Break show, which has lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love cars. Uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is uh, we want to say a huge thank you to the Car Barn at Aston Workshop and this glorious venue and the people who run it, and particularly to Jonathan Webb, who set all this up, got in touch with us and went, I've got a place that you might like uh, to come and do your show. And, and we sure do, enough, and we are. We do. This is fantastic. Uh, and also, thank you to everyone here for coming. We yeah. really appreciate it. And the third thing I've got to do is on my phone, and I'm going to have to scroll down and find it. Oh, well, that's so true. So true isn't just it? do some like. You've ruined all that professional podcast. Just do some human beatboxing while I'm going. Okay, all right. So uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, if you remember the classic Grange Hill theme tune, it's got a name. That's it's, it. It's called Chicken Man. <sighs> Does anyone know this? You knew There's that. Nodding. The There's nodding. There's nodding going on. Well, I'm going to this... counter that. The, theme, the original theme tune to Snooker yes. is called The Dragster. Was it? Yes. Was that because it was it it's library music that they adopted? I can't. I'll have to look it up on my phone, which is really unprofessional. Because the Grange called, Hill theme tune was just an off-the-shelf bit of library music. Really? And it was not only the theme tune to Grange Hill. Around the same time in the late seventies, it was the original theme tune to "Give Us a Clue," the miming show. What? With, with Lionel Blair and Michael Aspel. And then after a few series, they went, "Oh shit!" Everyone associates this song with Grange Hill, and they commissioned a theme tune of their own. But the man who wrote it, I've written this down. So I'm, who wrote not, it I'm not called... ignoring you texting friends. <laughs> I'm just going to check the stat on this song. For this now. Uh, the bloke who wrote it was called Alan Hawkshaw. And um, he also wrote the theme tune to Countdown and the Channel 4 News. And if you remember a, a song called uh, It's a Fine Day by Opus 3. Yes. That, that was sung by his daughter. Really? 
This is like fact upon fact. I'm just, okay. None of it's interesting, but I, it is nonetheless factual. What's this? Okay, the theme tune to the snooker is called The Drag Racer yeah. by the Douglas Wood Group. Oh. Shit fact of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you'll go away and remember it and, and listen to it while you're brushing your teeth. I highly recommend it. It's I a short and sweet track. How would you listen to music while you're brushing your teeth? Well, it's, it's not it's even easy. That long. What you do is you bring something up on your phone, make sure you've got ample 4G or Wi Fi, <laughs> and you simply press the button and it plays while I brush my teeth. It's great. I highly recommend it to everybody. Well, um, on that note, thank you ever so on much. On that for side being. of things. On oh, that side of things. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you ever so much for being here. Thank you for listening at home. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. Good Goodbye. Time. Thank you. Basically in Nottingham. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.